Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? Well, I think we should start uh, today's recording marking the passing, very sadly, of Stuart Bevan. Yes, we recently discussed him on the Green Death episode, um, and sadly he's passed from us, um, which is sad because I think we were both very enamoured and taken with him. Yes. Um, his acting was top notch, and also, of course, we uh, uh, he was one of our Blake Seven characters that we discussed as well yeah yeah very very sad um i just hope like you say this isn't the curse of our podcasting well, because we went we went through that for a bit didn't we Where, kelman we yeah i mean kelman who we was talking about yeah. you know only a couple of weeks ago <clears> you know he was our very first character on blake seven in character and about a week after we yeah. did his recording he yeah. left us <laughs> so. it's, it's the curse I swear, yeah. I mean, we haven't had a guest die on us as we're recording yet. I don't think. Well, Colin, I hope he's. Yeah. Uh... No, Colin's fine. <laughs> he's, a, he's a fine figure of a man. All right. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. R.I.P. Doctor Jones, the yes. English Doctor Jones. Yes. Yeah, sad, yeah. Sadly missed. Sorry, Welsh. What am I talking about, English? Yeah. Right. Okay. So all right. Well, then, well, here we go. Then here we go. Colin's last story. Yes, a lot of, well, <coughs> other than... Um, <laughs> in a, a podcasting so, sense, yes. Yes, oh God, yeah. Um, yeah, other than... Because we, we'll obviously have to cover Davros and um, the Sidemen at some point in our specials. But yeah, this is the, the last regular visit to Colin. And I, I will miss this because... Give, I mean, I know some of his stories are a little bit rough and hit and miss. And tonight's is no exception. Um, I've sort of enjoyed every one of them. Mm. There's been something, even like the the berated stories like Time Lash and stuff like that, I've really enjoyed watching them. And I think, you know, as duff as they may be, and some of them, yes, are very duff, yeah. Colin's always given his all. Yes. Col- Colin, he? I don't think Colin gives a bad performance in Doctor Who, ever. And I think that's well, there something. is one bit in this... Where it's like, oh, you could have reined that in a bit, you know, Colin. Yeah, I have have a few problems with this story. Um, And a lot of it is the sheer disappointment from the original time watching it. Because for for all all the problems of uh, the trial sort of format, um, it did, when it was on, when it was live, it did build up a bit of a, ooh, I want to see where this goes, where this goes, where this goes. And of course... Due to circumstances behind the scenes, this was an absolute car crash, um, and it, it shows it. It's a rambling mess. The end of this, isn't it? Which is such a shame. Yeah. Well, we're we're really basically talking about the last two stories of this yeah, season, exactly, aren't we? Yeah. Um, um, which collectively lumped together as the ultimate foe, episodes thirteen and fourteen. Um, and this, t- to be fair, this wasn't what the production team were planning. 
this wasn't what anyone was planning and it's a miracle anything came out of it um, but uh, yeah what, what we get in the end is sort of half I, I, I quite like episode 13 episode 14 just derails yes. as soon as you see those two names Pip and Jane Baker it derails rapidly um, I don't know I, mean, I suppose everyone knows about about this but I suppose we should cover a little bit there uh, are we going to cover that in behind the scenes? Yeah, we'll do it in behind the yeah, scenes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But at the time when you're watching it, you don't yeah, know anything. You didn't know, no. You just, anything about this. And, yeah, uh, you, you just sort of assumed this was what they had planned all along. And there, there is, with that thought in mind, there is a lot of, what? What? Type hmm. moments in this. Which sort of makes sense when you realise the behind the scenes. Bad joke. But everything around here is a bad joke. No mud. But I saw your ankle armor. I don't get it. Oh, do concentrate, Glitz. How must I tell you? We're not dealing with reality. Why waste your breath on that simple-minded oath? You cannot speak as though reality is a one-dimensional concept. Fortunately, there is a reality that you and I can both agree on. The ultimate reality. Death? The undiscovered country from whose born no traveler returns. Puzzles the will. Hamlet, Act Three, Scene One. I really must curb these urges. I've no wish to be contaminated by your whims and idiosyncrasies. Quite so. But what I don't comprehend. He's over here, Doc. Slippery customer, your other persona. What I don't comprehend is why you want me dead. No. Now let me rephrase that. It would satisfy my curiosity to know why you should go to such extraordinary lengths to kill me. Come now, Doctor. How else can I obtain my freedom? Operate as a complete entity, unfettered by your side of my existence. Only by ridding myself of you and your misplaced morality, your constant crusading, your... Idiotic honesty? Oh, microbe. Oh, pardon me for trying to help. I'm neutral in this setup, you know. Only by releasing myself from the misguided maxims that you nurture can I be free. Sounds to me like Armageddon's beckoning you, Doc. But, uh, yeah, it starts off with um, the theme music that's come to grow on me. I quite like this version now. Really? Yeah, it, it was hated at the time. It was thought of, I think it's because of all the... This one of the benefits of New Who. New Who often shows that Classic Who wasn't that bad. And there's been so many weird versions of things I do that I'm not a great fan of the current version of the theme, and certainly not the uh, the Capaldi version. Um, and I think this has sort of is grown on me a bit. Oh, I don't know, I don't know, and I don't I don't like the the graphics either. No, I, d I don't like the fact that it. I keep thinking, oh, my, my glasses are dirty. Oh no, no, it's it's like that. It definitely looks like you're looking at it through a beer bottom of a beer glass. Yes. Ooh. No, no. It, it, I mean, it, 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 this just, you know, is is another reminder that this was a really, you know, duff program for me at that time. Yeah. And I don't remember much about, you know, the, the, the ultimate foe. The these two parts. All I remember from it is, um, did you say the Doctor, or did you call him the Doctor? That's the only bit I remember from it. That yeah. I've got a vague memory of, you know, really crappy, cheap, you know, Victorian setting and a crappy beach that's all i remembered before i went back and watched it yeah 
it's, it's, it's weird because they <coughs> they they went to the effort of of live lo uh, not live location filming at night, and it doesn't look anything. It looks like it's in a studio with the it's lights turned off. Yeah, total waste of effort going on location um, because it's at night, so you can't see the sky, so you don't know that this is outside. Um, yeah, the beach, the beach, unfortunately, is the same old stretch of beach that the BBC always seem to go to. Um, and it's nice, I suppose, that it's nice to get out of the studio, but it doesn't really add no. add much to it. There's no wow factor in this story at no. all. Yeah, that, that, this, this should have been a big end, an explosive finale, and it's like, meh. The only wow factor there is in it is the couple of shots we've got of the exterior of the space station. Yes, which is still from, very impressive. Yeah, but they're from episode one, aren't they? So, yes, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's again a, a weird one. What sort of watching them out of order? You you sort of forget that like this this story. We meet the the keeper of the matrix for this story and this story alone. He's not been in it previously. You'd think they would have brought him in as sort of some sort of expert for testimony. Yeah. Um, he, he, yeah, he's hilarious, the Keeper of the Matrix, because yes. he's got the key of Rassilon round his yeah. neck. And it's, it's just a, a backdoor key, isn't it? It's, it's like, well, my yeah. shed's got a key, just like yeah. that. You know? The most insecure key. It's Jamie Bree, of course, isn't it, who was um, in the War Games. Yes, was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Security chief. Uh, yeah. Good, good actor, a bit wasted in this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's the Keeper of the Matrix. Yes. Which now, weirdly, is is the Matrix now living on the space station? Well, see, I don't understand all this. I mean, you know, the Matrix. I mean, the, the Master's just about to appear, isn't he? Yes, because he's yeah. brought Mel and Glitz uh, brought on board, and he's talking from this big TV screen, and he's in the Matrix. This so reminded me um, of Anthony Ailey's last work as the Master, which was for that terrible BBC computer game. Uh, and basically they, they stuck the poor bloke down in front of the green screen. And this reminds me of this. And it's really weird because he is there, you know, he's, he's there on set, but because of the way it's filmed, it, it feels even cheaper. It's like, oh, they they just put him on a green screen in his house or something. Mm. But yeah, he, he sort of appears on the screen. Because um, the, 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 the story so far, <laughs> just recap 14 episodes, um, so they've now decided to charge the Doctor with genocide because he destroyed the Vervoids, and the Vervoids, even though there were six of them, was classed as a race. <laughs> um, Time Lord Law is a bit weird, isn't it? It's a bit strange. Um, so they've, they've said that because it's genocide, there's only one, uh, one sort of uh, punishment, and that's death. Um, and that's that's where we sort of start, isn't it? We get. Uh, I, I was keeping track of all the uh, Colin Baker oh, you well, yardisms, yeah. yeah. So we get rail yard mm -hmm. as a start. That was good. Um, but uh, the, it's it's really weird this because even though episode thirteen was written by where well, sort of Robert Holmes, but mainly Eric Saywood. Mm -hmm. um, it, the the dialogue starts to fall apart because they kept having to lump things in to to try and cover plot holes, and the dialogue's really really this this is probably the the worst other than episode fourteen which has the worst dialogue of all of it. Yeah, it it starts to become 
what Doctor Who was sort of criticised of at the time, wasn't it? Which is pantomime. Mm. Um, this starts to become a, a very pantomime sort of effort. It's it's funny. I mean, um, pantomime's a good way of putting it because the master is is like you know when you see a pantomime where you have a big screen and the villain is talking yes, and yeah. it's very much like that isn't it yeah and you're right the the master the master's brought in two witnesses to try and save the doctor this is weird as well that the ma so the master wants to help the doctor and his rationale that we find out later is because he he knows he can defeat this doctor but he thinks that the valyard is a, a bigger threat but his idea of bringing witnesses to help sway the trial is a uh, glitz and mail mm. um and i have to say I, although we've said some nice things about mel this is awful <laughs> she is tell you can tell that eric saywood wanted nothing to do with this character actress anything because it's just awful um and to be fair uh, bonnie langford is awful playing it yeah i've this got is, painful yeah, not painful awful. yeah i think i think you're right um it's just it, it all of her dialogue is just cringeworthy um oh, yeah just yeah. terrible yeah but the masters brought them as witnesses yeah. but the master is in the matrix yeah so how can he you know, capture them, put them in these like space coffins, and have them transported to the space station. I don't know because we we find out later on that Glitz has worked for the Master a few times, so you could sort of go, okay, well, Glitz got in himself, but he doesn't seem to know where he is at the beginning, um, and he thinks that the other person is Dibber, mm. uh, his erstwhile partner. So it's not like he. You know, the master sent a message to him and he kidnapped Mel or anything. Because no. he's as befuddled as, as the rest of us. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't quite know how the master did this. No. I'll tell you what befuddles me as well, is when he first appears up on the screen, old Linda there, she goes, who are you, sir? So yeah. he's not recognised by the Time Lords. Yeah, I, I put that in my notes. How did the Time Lords not know the master? Mm. Um, and it... I, uh, you could sort of go, okay, they, perhaps they don't know him physically, but then he says he's the master, but and they, you, don't, they don't recognise that. No, but that, didn't you say also that, that there's this thought that Time Lords recognise each yeah, other recon yeah. despite regenerations? Yeah, that's that's been in the programme, that Time Lords can recognise themselves, you know, which, which you would think would be a sensible thing to do if you've got someone that constantly changes their appearance. That's going to make being a species really hard, isn't it? Mm. Um, but yeah, it's like, they, who, who's this? Who's this buffoon? I do love as well that even after all this kicks off, they're still going, well, we've got to do the trial. Mm. So what? This is madness. Um, I do like Glitz's, uh, that's the beak, <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> and that, that Tony Selby's one, one sort of really good line in this. Actually, he's, he's all right. I don't mind him. <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, he, he's better in this than he was in that other one. Yes, um, he works really well with Colin Baker mm. in a way that he didn't work with Sylvester McCoy. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to cough massively in a minute. Um, but as I uh, stifle it, um, this uh, this wraps up the whole puzzle about um, Ravelox yeah. and everything, isn't it? And it turns out it's yeah. the Time Lords who moved the Earth. 
Yeah, I imagine your average viewer was, what? What? What's what? Because they're not going to remember like 10 weeks ago. Um, but yeah, the, uh, <coughs> the Andromedan sleepers um, had found a way to steal secrets from the Matrix. And they thought it was a good idea to uh, store it on the Earth. Uh, the Time Lords found out about this and to silence that they were going to destroy the Earth. Uh, they moved the Earth 40,000 light years or whatever. It wouldn't have done much of that because it would still be slightly off where it should be. Mm -hmm. um, and that meant that the, the Andromedan ship that was coming to pick up the secrets missed. But they didn't plan on... Now, these Time Lords that can see the future, they didn't plan on um, the, uh, them having a shelter. So it all went a bit wrong. Um, we get a, uh, a stackyard. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not quite okay. sure what that means. I'm not sure what is a stackyard. Um, but then we get what is rightly acknowledged as one of Colin Baker's best moments as a doctor, which is his speech about the Time Lords being corrupt. Which well, is that, that's good, really but, weird, because yeah. that's the thing where I thought he went too far. Really? Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, I right. like what follows after it but that whole you know i should have stayed at home da, 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 da. Yeah. i just thought it was a bit too much oh, I, I quite like that i think it fits with colin's version of the doctor who is a very theatrical mm -hmm. sort of person um but yeah the, the, but weirdly and this is where it all starts to unravel a bit so the reason they've put the doctor on trial is that the valyard has been promised by the time lords that if he wins, so it must mean some of the Time Lords know who he is, yep. that if he wins the trial and they can hush up the fact that the Matrix was being plundered, I don't know why they're that bothered, to be honest, get yourself a good VPN, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, he gets all of the Doctor's remaining regenerations, but then the Master says, uh, yeah, um, or as I always call him, the Doctor, and no one notices, and then Colin Baker goes, "Hang on, what, what, what did you call?" That's him? what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not keen on his, yeah, 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 uh, rather, you know, yeah. flamboyant speech. But that I think might be one of my favourite Anthony Ainley's master moments. Is he yeah. really underplays it? He says uh, they made a deal with the Valyard, or as I've always known him, the Doctor, and it's not a dun dun yeah. dun. dun, dun. He just says in. it. He yeah. just says it, and you and get. Ailey is really good in this. Yeah. I quite like it. He very matter-of-factly yeah. says it, and then you've got a really nice, quiet reaction from Colin. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's good. It's did good you stuff. call him the Doctor? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is really, really good. I really like that moment. Because uh, you could, you could see how easily they would have slipped in a. You called him the Doctor. Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, they could easily have done it, and they, they, they resisted. But then we get the this this is this was a bit of fudging because um, originally this wasn't meant to be the idea, but they decided to fudge it a bit. Um, and this is that the Valiard is the distillation of all the Doctor's negative traits from somewhere between his twelfth and final incarnation. Mm -hmm. um, that's a bit of a laugh now, isn't it? Final yeah. incarnation. Mm. Um, so somewhere between Capaldi and uh, Jodie Whittaker, um, s somehow all of the Doctor's bad thoughts distillated. Oh, I've just had a yeah. thought. If that is the case, you know, and he turns to the dark side there, could this explain Peter 
Capaldi being a complete creep when he's the caretaker at that school and being really mean could and everything. Be. Is That's that the, the Valyard coming out? Yeah, it could, well, it could be, yeah. Because he was Although, a scumbag yeah, in that one. He was, he was horrible, yeah. Although the Valyard has a bit more charm, I think, than, uh, <laughs> than the Doctor did at that point. Um, yeah, originally it was meant to be the Doctor's final um, regeneration, uh, but they decided, I suppose... Quite rightly, in hindsight, I, th- I, th- I want to say it's a JNT one, but it might have been an Eric Sayward, where they decided just fudge it a bit. Because you never know, <laughs> the series might last that long. I have a little bit yeah. of info yeah. on yeah. that cool. behind cool. the scenes. Yeah. Um, so what do you think of this? What do you think of the, about the idea of having I, a, a, a dark side doctor from his I future? I really liked it. When it, when, when it came out, I thought, oh, that's clever. Because... All of the Time Lords we've sort of seen, at some point, end up being complete gits. Like yes. Razalon ended yeah. up a complete git. Barossa, you know, ended up a, a, a villain. And I was like, mm, let's say perhaps, perhaps living this long would make you go a bit doolally. Are you suggesting that somewhere out there, you know, Romana has become like, yeah, I, don't I know, think so. the Madam of a Brothel or something? Well, can you imagine, like, yeah, yeah, can you imagine uh, Lala Ward as a, a leather-clad villain? Dominatrix. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I finish. can marry Tam. Yeah, yeah, marry Tam, yeah. They get Big Finish, there's another story they do. Yes. Evil <laughs> Romana. I'll tell you what, Big Finish, right? I thought I would look into, you know, prose and yeah. audio versions of the Valyard, what has happened. Well, didn't, they, didn't they let Michael Jason play the Doctor as an alternate Doctor? There's something weird happened like that, wasn't there? There is, but they're talking about the Valyard, I gave up. There is yeah. just pages on pages. There have been so many Valyard stories. Oh, good God, I'm not, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. I've got yeah. one little snippet in behind the scenes, but I saw things like he's in a... Uh, big finish one about the time in the time war he's in yeah. the time war I think I that's a Paul that. McGann doctor story you know yeah I don't I don't need it it was a one off idea it was a bit silly it was played by an excellent actor leave it be mm. no. okay so with this revelation of what's going yes. on somehow I, it's it's edited and shot very badly somehow you know the Valiard manages yes, to, to it leg it a, past the doctor yeah. He gets across the, the courtroom in front of everyone. Why is it no one watching him going, what's he doing? Oh, he's, mm. he's coming towards me. Yeah, he legs it out. And evidently, weirdly now, there's a, the seventh door to the so matrix. The matrix is on that is, space station. Yeah, it just happens to be there in the corridor. Um, which, I just like, I don't get this. I don't... I mean, the whole idea of the matrix is mad now um, compared to what it was meant to be. But it's like... I, 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 I don't know. It's very, very strange. You say mad, yeah. I say piss poor. Because yeah. they say, oh, he's gone into the Matrix. That's a micro-universe. And basically, he's in control of it. And he can conjure up anything he wants. Yeah. And it becomes reality, right? But, but if we look back at what the Matrix was. So originally, when the Matrix was discussed, it was the repository for all Time Lord knowledge. So when, mm. you know, basically... When a Time Lord dies, their knowledge is put into the Matrix and it's a repository. And in Deadly Assassin, you could enter it as a as sort of a Matrix, the film-style world, mm. where it wasn't real. And you were sat, you were laid on a table, and it was just your brain, your yes. consciousness. That makes... Okay, I can buy that, because you're entering a, you know, a cyber world. 
But in this, they just walk into it through a door. Yes. And it's like suddenly then it's the uh, the holodeck on Star Trek. Well, I was thinking about you know the um, that real cheap one, Blake Seven One, the one with Tarrant's brother. Oh where yes. You step watch. through a door. Yeah, you step through a door, and the computer will choose a yeah. location out of billions throughout yeah. the galaxy. Oh, look, it's an old gas refinery. Yes. Yeah, it's an old gas refinery, and here. Yeah, you know, the Valyard can conjure yeah. up anything, and we get Dickensian London and Camber Sands. Yes. Yeah, and we that's get, it. We, we get very, very cliched Dickensian London streets. Um, I think that this was filmed somewhere that was like that, wasn't it? Like it's a, a pottery. Yeah, it's pottery. a pottery somewhere in the Midlands. Because yeah. they I mean, wanted round buildings, because in the original yeah. script, I think in part 14 there was going to be this whole big plot device there was this circular building but yes. they got rid of that but they still had the location so that's yeah. why you've got those yeah. kilns all, like yeah, pottery all of, kilns all of they? this stuff especially i mean all, everything in episode 14 but some of the stuff in this yeah is based on we've booked the location we've booked the actors what the hell can we do with them now because we can't use the original ideas mm. um and it's very, very cliched imagery, which I don't mind because it's meant to be the Valyards created this. And I can imagine the Doctor having this weird, romanticised view of uh, Victorian and Dickensian London. Um, but what, then we get that this is the bit that I think, it's like, oh, every time I see it, I forget it. And, go, oh. and it's, so the Doctor walks past and he's, he's talking to himself, saying about... You know what's happening. What you're going to say. He sees the Baron and he goes, <laughs> "Are you in there?" And then he's like, "What?" You you know that was made up on the spot, don't you? That that couldn't have been in the script. That's just stupid. You know? It's just stupid. I don't know much about the making of this and the timeline of making yeah. this, but every time we get a switch now, Colin Baker's hair changes. Yes. In this one, he's all gone bouffant. It's completely yes. different to how he was in the uh, courtroom. Yeah, well, the court, I suppose the courtroom would have been quite a while after, especially um, because the, they 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 would have they filmed the the, the film bits before, um, so yeah, it it would have um, it would have been earlier, and then pra- I don't know, perhaps he had perhaps it was too humid in the studio or whatever. But yeah, his hair is positively boiling it's like a giant brillo pad on his head yeah and then we get this really crappy you know sylvester mccoy style era you know neon sign the fantasy factory the valyard's base is this thing called the fantasy factory isn't it yes yeah Uh, and i don't know i don't know what the hell the valyard's up to at this point i don't think the script editor knew at this point because He's, he wants the Doctor to be killed, but he's got to get the Doctor to legally sign his mm. regenerations over to him. He's, what? Um, mm. And so he's got to trick him, and he's using all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, we get we get this absolutely stupid where someone puts a harpoon, throws a harpoon at Glitz. <laughs> um, oh, it's, it's, it's not good. I remember watching this, um, these two episodes... With the family, and I was thoroughly embarrassed at this. You time. were squirming, weren't you? I was. It's like, oh god, because because yeah. we were promised like this amazing. We're going back to the Matrix. Anything's possible, but probably won't happen. And what we get is just 
is just childish nonsense. That's a good um, good summing up of it. Yes, yeah. yeah. At that point, we also find out Perry is still alive. Yes, yeah. It's just as an off, uh, an offshoot, isn't it? It's like because um, the, the Inquisitor, who by this point Linda Bellingham seems to have just given up, and she's reading her lines and she, she's given up acting. Um, she says to the Master, "So was anything in the Matrix? Anything we've seen real?" And he sort of squirms around it and says. Um, or like everything, every good lie, there's a basis of truth. So some of it was real. And she asked about Perry, and um, he goes, "Yeah, Papagillion, Miss Papagillion Brown. No, she's living with Yakarnos as his warrior queen. I think living death, then. Died, yeah. <laughs> um, and I love that we get possibly the worst line ever written and the worst delivery ever in Doctor Who, where Mel goes, "How utterly evil about the master." <laughs> And it's like, well, God, that was the best take, was it? Yeah, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. And then talking to people who can't act, we meet... Um, Onslow. Yeah, Onslow. I hate this actor. He's I'm rubbish. sure he's got fans, but yeah, I've never... As Onslow, he was awful. And as Popperwell, he's awful. And he, he was in Coronation Street as the bin man, and he was awful in that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's just... He's not He's not an actor. He, he, he's got a touch of the Deadmans about him, hasn't he? yes. You know, it's obvious I am reading a script and I am acting. Yeah, it's it's terrible. And uh, I put in my notes, at this point, e- even halfway through episode 13, the script has just already dissolved into pure filler. None of this is important. None of this is interesting. Yeah, no, it, um, it is. It's just padding. Yeah. This whole... It, and it just goes on and on, this waiting yeah. room thing. I think at, at one point... Colin says, this is madness. And I said, to, I said, well said, sir, well said. Yeah, um, that led into the waiting room, which is Camber Sands, Camber isn't Sands, it? yeah. And another hair change. Cold. It looks freezing, um, doesn't it? Um, what, what I don't understand with this is, like, you watch the making of that on this, and they spent so much money and effort to do this little sequence, and they're so proud of it, and it adds nothing to anything. Um, yeah, and we end up with the classic staple of, the, the episode ending is Colin screaming into camera. Yes, yes. God, they over-relied on that, didn't they? He's meant to be pulled down under the yes. sand, yep. but that's patently not sand. It's cork no. chippings. Yes, cork chippings. It doesn't look like sand. It's floating. <laughs> sand generally doesn't float. I mean, all I, can, all I think of when I see that, every time I think of it, you can probably guess what I'm thinking is, oh, God, they're ruining a suit. Yes, yeah. Well, they had three uh, yeah. of the suits there yeah. because what happens in, in the second part when he comes back up is, and it looks very odd, doesn't it? I thought yes, it was some sort of terrible. like compositing effect, but it's not. It's backwards filming. It's backwards yeah. filming. Yeah, they lowered, poor Colin, they lowered him. He was on, he was on a, like a, a little platform yeah. which lowered down into a pit full of water. I and think it, it would have worked better, but th- because it was so slow, this platform was so slow they speed it up as well yes yeah. so you've got him going backwards and then speeding up and his head's moving and it's just terrible well he had to yeah. phonetically learn how to say you know whatever yes. two word come back to glitz had said bad joke or something like that he had to say yeah. bad joke backwards and yeah it's not twin peaks really is it no no and we we, we i mean the scariest thing so far that we've seen in this episode 14 the big this is the big one and they had extra time this was like a 40 minute episode wasn't it which was unheard of because they had so much to fit in 
Um, and then we see written by Pip and Jane Baker. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because they were roped in because, um, you know, uh, Robert Holmes was in hospital. Yeah. Eric Sayward and John Nathan Turner's relationship had completely broken down, yeah. hadn't they? Yes. And uh, basically all Eric's stuff was thrown out. And uh, yeah, Pip and Jane had three days to write <laughs> the whole yeah, thing. They, they were they couldn't legally, because Eric Sayward said he was going to sue them if they used any of his stuff or any of Robert Holmes' stuff. So Pip and Jane Baker, they, they bless them, they were brought in. They had to write it like in a very short amount of time. And they were... They were, couldn't be told what was in Sayward's script or Robert Holmes' script. No, they script. didn't see anything, did they? Or yeah. were told anything. Yeah, so that must have been a nightmare because they, they must have been doing things like, okay, well, the Doctor, no, 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 can't do that. What? No, no, do something else. Yeah, it must have been awful. Um, but we just end up with utter bilge. It's, it's rubbish. Um, mm. Yeah, it's... Uh, and and we they, people start... The dialogue gets even weirder where they start throwing in like Shakespeare quotes and stuff like that. Um, luckily, Michael Jason and Colin Baker are good enough thesps that they can they can make it sound half okay. Mm. Um, but it's still rubbish. It's still rubbish. It's just pure filler. And then it's like we get the sequence where the yeah Colin comes up and then the Valiard is popping backwards and forwards. And then this um, cloud comes over, and it's uh, and uh, Glitz goes, "What's that?" And the doctor goes, "It's nerve gas." How do they know? <laughs> Maybe you can <coughs> smell it. Yeah, they they rush into the beach house place, the cottage, and uh, yay! It's the Master's Tardis. Yeah, the Master's Tardis is disguised as a beach hut. But, well, I guess yes. they are on Camber Sands. Yeah, it's true. There are no beach huts on Cambersands, can I just point out? But um, well, it's because one of them's Tardis. Yeah, right, right. Before we talk about the Master as Tardis and everything like this, um, when it when he keeps popping in and out, old Valyard, so to speak, yeah. um, he says, you know, that he wants the Doctor dead, yeah. right? But but if he kills the Doctor, he won't exist because yeah. he's a future version of the Doctor. This this evidently was pointed out. I think Sayward says he pointed this out to JNT, and the, the the sort of the answer was no one will notice, no one will care, which I think about sums up the production team's attitude to Doctor Who at this point was was no one care. I, I know Colin Baker says the same thing because he he threw in a line, didn't he? He insisted a line was put in um, in uh, the first story because he said, well, I'm. I'm technically president of Gallifrey, and everyone was like, "Who's going to remember?" Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the contempt yes. for for the viewers is is astonishing, really, in this. Yeah. But yeah, it, it makes no sense because if he if he kills the Doctor and gets the remaining regenerations, but he's not a person anyway. He's he's a distillation. Yes. He's not a Time Lord. But also, he says he wants to get rid. Uh, uh, of himself, of his good parts. He wants yes. to be purely dark. It's a bit like, you know, in Superman 3 where you get Superman yeah. split into two, right? But if he has split and he's a distillation of all the dark parts of the, you know, uh, the Doctor's psyche, he is rid of all the good parts. That's yeah. why he is the Valyard. Exactly, yeah. He is, he's already all the bad parts by definition. Yes. Um, there are no good I, bits in him. No, well... Other than his acting, mm. he's a good actor. I like Michael Jason; he's really good. Um, yeah, the the master's gonna um, 
basically hypnotise the Doctor to uh, he's going to become a zombie because the master, <laughs> the master's now he wants to use the Doctor to lure the Valyard out, yes. so that he can kill the Valyard. Um, and it's it's just it's so strange this whole sequence. It feels like it's just I mean it it, it basically is just made up as they're going along. Yeah. This is a bunch of kids in a playground, you know. I shot you, no, you miss. Why? I'm in a tank. Yes. <laughs> that sort of a, a logic involved in all of this from this point on. Um, I tell you what, I do like about this part in the story, though. I do like the interior of the Master's TARDIS. Oh, I, I love don't it. like I, the TARDIS I've got that walls. In my notes, black. Yeah. yeah. It looks great, black and and dimly lit. Um, I like actually, I like all these scenes in the Master's TARDIS. I like when the Master tries to hypnotize. Glitz, and he says, uh, "He goes, you're coming under my control." And he goes, uh, well, "Actually, I was thinking about how many grotsits this watch was worth." <laughs> oh, it's brilliant! I, yeah, it, it's some much-needed actual funny comedy in it. Yeah. Um, but the, weirdly, the doctor's decided he needs to clear his name from the charges, or he's no worse than the Valyard. I said, like, "What?" What sort of logic is that? That, that, that is no logic. No. But at the moment, he's a zombie, isn't he? And he stays yes, a zombie yes. until Mel, we're supposed to assume that this is Mel, yes. snaps him out of it, who takes him back to the courtroom and they play yeah. the whole vervoid bit. The doctor's yes. found guilty, which he accepts. And, uh, and uh, yeah, he, we pull out of it and then we're in the real courtyard because yes. this is all still in the Matrix, isn't it? Yeah, so the Doctor's in the Matrix. I, I, I suppose they, as well as inventing the, the, the film The Matrix, Doctor Who also invented Inception, didn't it? Because mm -hmm. this is a, a fake in a fake in a fake. Um, but what I never understand is, so the Doctor, he goes, okay, yep, I've committed uh, genocide, um, and if I'm a law-abiding person, I have to go to my death. Um, but then they take him into the... Victorian Matrix world of the Valyard's creation to execute him. Yes. I know the Doctor's playing along at this point, but wouldn't you think that anyone get why why don't you just shoot me in the corridor? Yes. Why have you got to take me back into the Matrix, into the very creation of the bit of a bit of a giveaway that? But um, all the while this is happening, because the Doctor says, you know, he knew it was all an illusion because of that line yes. that Mel said, and, and he was going along with it because he wants to be face-to-face -face with the yeah. real Valyard. But all the way through this, what is the real Valyard doing? I don't know. I don't know what you do in the Matrix. Because we find out that there's a list of... The Valyard's written out a handwritten list of all the Time Lords that he wants to kill, presumably so he can cross them off. And he's stored in his office. So I'm presuming that while in the Matrix, he's actually sat in that office, cackling to himself, working out these plans. While dressed as Onslow. Yeah, while dressed as Onslow. I mean, if, if that wouldn't send you over the edge. <laughs> you know. Um, it, none of it really makes any sense. Because no one's thought to presumably watch The Deadly Assassin and go, or they did watch it and didn't care, and go, well, the Matrix world isn't meant to be real. You're not actually there. Um, but it just becomes immensely pantomimish. You know, when, when the Doctor's quoting a tale of two cities and that, and it's like, um, this is Pip and Jane Baker through and through. Mm. 
I just imagine that they at that weekend they had to write this. They were basically locked in their house, weren't they, and not allowed to leave until they'd written these episodes. I reckon they just looked along their bookshelf and they went, uh, Jaws. Jaws. That's on the beach. Camber Sands. Um, <laughs> Tale of Two Cities. Bung some of that in it. Best of Shakespeare. I'll bung some of that in it, yeah. Oh, it's a mess, isn't it? It, it is a total mess. And, and we find that the Valyard is, has got a particle disseminator. Yeah, well, actually, I mean, we, the, this, before that, we get the shock reveal. I mean, I, I was shocked to my core that Popperwell is actually a Valyard. That all along, yeah. yes. And like I say, he's made this list of judges, so he knows he's presumably rigged this up so that I don't know why he needs to know who he's killing, but he wants their names, you know, if can send some flowers, perhaps, to the funeral. But, yeah, he's got this particle disseminator. Um, and, the, again, possibly the worst sort of thing ever in Doctor Who is when Mel looks at it and goes, a megabyte modem! Sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Do you remember uh, modems? I remember modems. Um... I don't know why the doctor don't just turn around and slap her. Oh, Shut man, up. Man. She's I'm not bad. buying it. You're a computer expert. I didn't buy it before. I'm not buying it now. Oh, um, on, Bennett. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's terrible. But yeah, he's, the Valyard wants to, um, to kill all the Time Lords so that he can take over Time Lord society. Is that how it works? If the IRA blew up um, the High Court, would they take over the legal system of the UK? don't think that's how it works yeah um, i've got in my notes i've got to this point i just put what shite um yeah and um through some sort of techno babble the doctor does something to the megabyte modem particle disseminator and just by going and sending mel into the courtroom and telling everyone to duck that yes. saves the day <laughs> Yeah, because it just comes out the screen. Yeah. Well, there's terrible, terrible scribble effects overlaid on it. But I, I'm just wondering, I, I sort of think the Time Lords deserve to die. If there was something coming out the screen towards you, wouldn't you duck? You, why would you need Melanie Bush to tell you to duck? It's terrible. And it just ends, doesn't it? It's like uh, the, the Valyard dies. Well, think. the Master's nobbled. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah, he's nobbled. He's yeah. yeah, by a limbo atrophier. Yes. I don't know where that name? came from. Yeah, and we got lots of that purpley CSO stuff oh, and awful. a lot of nonsense. I don't understand what happened. No. I can remember. I can It was like a, a this morning or good morning or one of those daytime shows, and they to publicise this, they showed the end of it. Um, and the the, the, the the presenter actually said it after the clip, well, I'm not sure what was going on there, but it looked exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, you and the rest of the audience. Yeah. So we're supposed to think that, you know, the Valyard was in the Matrix and that's the yeah. end of him. Um, yes. So then we get this awful clip of Perry and Brian. Oh. Well, it, it, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the Inquisitor says to the Doctor, just to let your mind at rest, Doctor. Uh, Miss Perry Brown is actually alive and well. And then you get Warrior the shot queen. of the... And it always reminds me, Colin Baker does that face. And it looks like... Um, it looks like uh, Rick from The Young Ones. <laughs> when it, On the last episodes, when he's thinking of the people's poet and, and uh, Neil shoves a frying pan of water in his lap. And he's doing that, looking uh. up and grinning. Yeah. And it's like, oh dear. Mm. Actually, mm. I, 
I, I'd rather watch the, the final episode of uh, the young ones than this. We should do young ones Cliff! in character. Yeah, I love the young ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah. So um, they, then the, they offer. I mean, this again sums up perhaps why Time Lord Society is going wrong. They offered the Doctor to be president again. Mm. You've just took it off him. Yes. The paperwork's going to be horrendous. Um, oh, what was that? I don't know what that was. Something fell off my shelf. And the cat's on my lap, so it wasn't her. Um, perhaps it's the ghost of Pip and Jane Baker. Yes. Um, where was it? Yes, so they offer him president again, and he turns it down. Uh, and Mal and him leave. And this has rightly gone down as the worst exit for any doctor ever. Mm -hmm. um, so Colin's final words carrot juice carrot <laughs> juice carrot juice oh poor Colin poor Colin he deserved so much better yeah um, and the, it actually finishes on that shot of the Valyard yes that's because... true yeah. so, so J James Bree's costumes there he's obviously buggered off to the bar um, and he turns around and the, the, the Inquisitor says no, spare no expense fix the Matrix and he turns around and Dun, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, it's a actually cute evil out. laugh. So, and I bet every viewer was going, oh, "I can't wait for next season when we get Colin back." And I bet we'll see the Valyard again. <laughs> nope. No. Spoon playing Sylvester. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Um, uh, yeah. Mm. Not good. Nope. So, in behind the scenes, then we yeah. referred to it earlier. Yeah, original. It seems that in the Eric's original version of the script. Yes. Um, he was definitely going to be, you know, this this uh, stopgap between twelve and thirteen, yeah. and um, you know, and John Nathan Turner didn't like it. Number one, he didn't like the dark nature of it, and he also thought that, you know, the plot point of saying that this is going to happen in the future would would you know allow cancellation of the series. Yeah, I I, I do agree. I I think John Nathan Turner did have his problems, but he what he wasn't. An idiot, and I do I do agree with him that to to end the season on this downbeat ending, which would allow the BBC to go, yeah, okay, we're not going to bother anymore. That it it was pushing it too much. Um, yeah, so I, I do sort of agree with him there, but it did mean again that the season fizzles out. But I, uh, I think it's certainly available online. Eric's, and I don't know if it's full script, but certainly the. Uh, Synopsis is available, and it didn't sound that much better, to be honest. Mm. Mm. No, no, it's tough. Um, as I say, I mean, there are pages upon pages of you know information about all his appearances that he's done after that. Um, the only thing I'm going to mention is from a book called The Dark Scrolls of the Valyard, right? Right. where it says that the Valyard began as a voice inside the Doctor's head waiting to bubble to the surface, which encouraged him to indulge in his dark, darker instincts, such as when the sixth Doctor gunned down the cyber controller and when the second Doctor was converted into an androgun. Mm. See, I don't do that sort of thing. Don't, don't Star Wars retcon everything. Well, it is that, isn't it? It's, oh, yeah. the Emperor was behind everything, don't you know, yes. sort of thing. Yeah. Well, you—I mean, you—you—you you, um, you work in a school, don't you? So, would you say that when Capaldi was in the school, uh, that's enough to start hearing voices and thinking evil thoughts? <laughs> um, not for me. Not for me. We're in a good school. Maybe if it oh, was a, a yeah, not so a, good yeah. school. Yeah, 
Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps the school that they were the the Coal Hill school wasn't Ofcom or whatever it is Ofsted. Yeah, it might uh, be that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. The Valiard. Then let's uh, yeah. have a quick talk about him. Um, I know that you're a fan of the actor. Yes. Yeah. I think Michael Jason is really good. And what I, about I do the clobberies like... in though? Um, I, when he's on Canberra Sands and he takes the hat off, the rest of it is like okay. It's it's it, it's no more over the top than anything the Time Lords wear. But he looks so much better without that skull cap thing on. Um, it's it's a bit over the top I think but then I, I'm not as you know I'm not a huge fan of that Time Lord huge collared look no um, and it's, it's, it's just funny that they went with uh, the black and silver look again and it? it's the Avon thing it's like you might as well just put a sign on him saying I'm going to be the villain he just needed a moustache to twirl yeah to twirl yeah, yeah. Um, no I I think it's like like most of the production side of this era is overproduced um, just put him in a, can you imagine if, if he was just in a plain business suit or something mm. I mean great you know. yep. alright what do you give it out of 10 this design of um, him then his, his costume design I don't like I say I'm not a great fan I think it's it's come to mind um, design wise I can only give him I've waved him between a five and a six. Let's be generous. Let's give him a six. That's exactly what I've given him. Yep, yep, yep. All right, six. But how effective um, is he? I, I, I think he's really effective. I love him as a villain. I would have liked to have seen him come back, perhaps in place of Ainley's master. What about I if he comes back in you who? Well, it'd be played by someone else, wouldn't it? That, I mean, you know what they did when they brought John Sim in as the master and that? It'd be something like that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Although I suppose now it'd have to be a female Valiard. Mm. Um, uh, no, nah, it, it's gone. I think this is a character where the actor was the character. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't think the character itself is strong enough to. It's like Lytton, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Well. Yeah. You could. You could bring Lytton back, but what's the point? Yeah. Um, but as far as this serial goes, I, I really enjoyed. The performance I really enjoyed the character. Uh, originally, I was like, "Oh, he's the Doctor. Oh, that is interesting. Where are they going to go with this?" Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> yeah. um, so for me, um, he goes up to an eight. I think he's a uh, he's oh, good. I thought you were going to go higher. Yeah. Um, because. Was, mm. uh, yeah. No, you're right. I I'm being a bit. Let's go to nine. A nine. All right. Yeah. Okay. Because I I I had eight and a half. Okay. All right, so that's eight point seven five then for effectiveness. Yeah. All right, he, he, there, there's some really good, strong things in this season. I think it's absolutely bogged down with the trial segments. I think that was after one episode they should have dumped it. But I would have loved to have seen more with Colin and Michael because they spar like nobody. It's brilliant. That I could just watch a loop of them insulting each other. Yeah, those snidey comments he yeah, made in correct. the earlier stories were yeah. really good. Every time they came back to the courtroom and he was just very derisive, wasn't he? Yes, yeah. And it's like it's two old fests in their <laughs> element. So, Sparring, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, well, that's uh, that's an adversary rating then of 7.375. So we'll round that mm, up to 7.4. I think that's fair. Yeah. Now, there is a caravan 7.4. Oh, right, okay. 
okay, and he shares it with three others as well mm. as himself. Full caravan, he's going to have to take his collars off. Isn't he? Yep, we've got the half face man, you know, that oh, clockwork um, yes. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, we have the Atraxi, the bigger eyeball in. Oh, space, okay, yep, Pris the Prisoner Zero story. Like yeah, that. and who's Benick with a K? Benick. Oh, he's um, Enemy of the World. He was the um, the smart uh, the the guy oh, that was yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. all right well that's who who he shares with oh, I mean okay. they're all um, the Atraxi was was kind of neutral it wasn't good wasn't yeah, bad wasn't good but bad. Uh, the other two yeah yeah and they're just going to sit around it's going to be like the scene in Jaws where they compare scars and they're going to yeah. be comparing evil yeah. plans yeah <laughs> yeah there's a good mental yeah. image with the Atraxi watching on yes. just hovering above yeah. them yeah. All right, uh, we're nearly done, but I've got some feedback. Oh, cool. I like feedback. Yeah, from Neo Zaz and our friend of the show, Mark Jacobs. He's talking about the uh, the 70s Cybermen here. Oh, he, he says... The best I, Well, what does Mark say? He <laughs> says, I think this version of the Cybermen was the most scary by far, until the Doctor mentions the glitter gun, <laughs> the ultimate in-camp weaponry. I think you're right. Yeah, glitter gun yeah. to me... Is going back to my days when I worked in a in a junior school when we had glitter guns. When <laughs> we were doing it, art and things like that. Would it be scarier if the glitter gun actually was a sonic weapon and played out Gary glitter tunes? That is a terrifying weapon. Yeah. 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 Just think yeah. of it as that. Yeah. Or it turned people into Gary glitter. Oh God. That's yeah. even worse. <laughs> Do you want to be in my game? No. No. <laughs> thank you, Mark. Thanks, As ever, Mark. Thank, yeah. th thank you for your input. Um, yeah, and Mark, if you're listening to this one, let us know on the Azaz what you thought of, uh, uh, yeah, this tale. All right? Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, we're nearly done. Uh, but before we go, just got to say uh, my circumstances have changed at work and uh, we've gone back to the pre-COVID days and... Back then, two years ago, you didn't get a Doctor Who adversaries every week because I could make the Tuesday evening recording slots, but uh, no more. Um, next week, I'm, I'm working later in the evenings, far too late to then come back and record, and it's way past Ian's bedtime as well. Is, yeah. yeah. I'll, be, I'll be grouchy. Yeah, so what, basically what's going to happen, folks, there won't be a Doctor Who next week when you listen to this. There's going to be every three weeks you're going to have a gap of a week. Okay, yeah. to recover from us, basically. Yeah, and it, it, if you think of it, it just means that this show will go on longer. Yeah, we're dragging it out. Dragging <laughs> it out, yeah. Because, um, yeah, we we never envisaged this to be weekly, did we? It was when COVID hit yeah. that and we went with, let, let's tell me what... A, what what a, a weird naive time. Let's let's entertain the masses. Take their mind off of yeah. Of yeah, and here we are, two years later, and we we're just, thought, just yeah. we're just stopping it. So yeah, what? two weeks time we'll be back yeah. uh, with the seventh Doctor. Ian doesn't know who we're going to be no, talking I don't about. Know who it's be. Uh, you I don't, don't even know listen. what's left of the seventh Doctor. Not this much. This is the last Colin, isn't it? We're not this is the last Colin. Yeah, yeah, apart from the specials, like you said. Uh, but no, we have a. I think there's three more Sylvester's to go. No. Okay. Um, and this is one of them, and it's my choice, and I'll give you a clue. And the clue is that this next adversary, there's actually two adversaries, right. uh, one male and one female. Ooh. One male, one female. Um, I know there was a male and a female Mara. Um, what else did we have? Greatest show we haven't done, but that 
but that hasn't got got werewolf in with my slaves. Um, is it the Mara? Nope. Oh. Do you want another clue? Go on, another clue. This male and female are from two different time periods. Ah, okay. Uh, also, why was I thinking of the Mara? That's Peter Davison. I get mm. my doctors mixed up. Two different time periods, male and female. Yep. Okay, I think I know. Is it Lady Pinfort and um, the stock Nazi? Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah, God. we have a lady and a Nazi. The lady and the let's, Nazi. Let's talk about um, stories that at the time embarrassed me. Butter clenchingly embarrassing. <laughs> I, yeah, I, especially I, I this was... It. Um, this was ostensibly the 50th, no, not 50th, what, 30th? It was some anniversary. It was it? the silver anniversary. That's why they chromed up yeah. the, the Cybermen, wasn't it? That's correct, yes. 25, um, I think. 25, yeah. yes, yeah. I think yeah. you're right. God, we've had so many anniversaries since. Um, oh, dear, dear, dear. I'm dear, sorry. Dear, dear. I am very, very sorry, but uh, has to be done. Yeah. No, it's, um, there's, there's probably a lot to talk about. It's also only three episodes. It might be good we've got to wait two weeks because we've yes, had crapness in a companion, you know, yeah. this time. Next time, I think we've got even more crapness going on with yeah, supporting crapness. casts. Uh, do you remember yeah. the um, the uh, skinhead scene? <laughs> it's so hilarious. I have not watched this for I, a long time. Yeah, I, uh, I remember thinking when that happened, thinking, would... Would it be worse if I stood up in front of my family and turned this off? Oh, oh. That, I mean, that's not good, is it? But don't let don't let that uh, prejudge us. We might love it. Yes, it, time might have healed all wounds yeah. for us. This, this yeah. is where we get uh, the voiceover that says they did not love it <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, yeah, come back yes, in two weeks where we will have uh, recovered from this one and uh, we will have steeled ourselves ready for the next one, all right? Yes. We, I mean, what, what, why, who wouldn't look forward to a story that contains some jazz? Isn't there a killer ghetto blaster in it as there well? There is, yes. Killer ghetto blaster. Killer yeah. coins. Oh, killer oh there's statues. coins with a catapult to kill a Cyberman, yeah. aren't there? Yeah, oh, killer, killer catapult coins. Oh. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Uh, we might be looking back and going, Pip and Jane, come back. <laughs> That's Pip what I'm saying. Jane. All right, well, two weeks to... Two uh, weeks time, Let, let's, uh, let's to have do a it. look and see if it's as bad as we remembered. Okay, all right then. Okay, Good folks, stuff. we'll see you then then. Right. Bye, right, Thanks, right then. Bye. Bye.